Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back in. I'll get to some of your calls here in just a little bit. 312-644-6767. Hope your Sunday morning is sunshine beaming, just like mine is right now. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk to Mark Shanowski of ABC7 about the Chicago Bulls. Maybe we'll get a little bit into the all-star stuff from last night. I don't know if Mark Shanowski watched it, though. I wouldn't blame him if he didn't. We've got Josh Schrock coming up at 1120 as well, and uh, you too at 312-644-6767 is the number. We began the show today talking about the Bears and my consternation right now or the debate that I'm having with myself about not what the Bears do with the number one pick. As a 219 texter said just moments ago, if the Bears don't take Williams, it would be like the Blackhawks not taking Bedard. It's interesting. It doesn't feel for some reason as clear cut as that, but just because there are a million opinions and you can choose which ones you want to gravitate towards and read more and hit the read on button for. So sometimes, you know, there are moments where if, if you are a Caleb Williams fan, the more you read, the more it's possible you could get freaked out at some point in time. You could find a dark section that says bad things about his abilities and boy, he might be a bust and he might just be Baker Mayfield. Who knows? Um, so that's that's always possible. But what I've been stewing over, and I and I want to get to the rest of my, my draft board here too. I flirted with that earlier, but I'm going to fill in some blanks on that for you right now too. But it's either, for me, at this point, at number nine overall, it's either Malik Neighbors, the, outs- the outstanding wide receiver from LSU, or I've been sold on. See, maybe the more you read, the more you hear, the more people you talk to, you start to get sold on guys. Dallas Turner, Alabama, the defensive end, 6'4", 245, 11 tackles last year. He's somebody that is in my brain right now. Just wait until I go to the NFL Combine. Not next week, or not this upcoming up week, but the following week. Just wait till I go there and all the different prospects that I'll get to talk to and watch and hear about and all that kind of stuff. That's coming soon. But this is where it is right now. You have to be able to erase and, and change because that's what this game is all about. Nothing else has really changed for me on my board over the last 48 hours. I'm talking about the Bears picks. Their, their third-round pick... Um, what I what I think the Bears are going to do, it probably be more important to say position, but I had had, still do have, so I can't make the decision at number nine, I do have the Bears taking right now in the third round a defensive end out of Utah, and that would be Jonah Ellis. But 
obviously, if I did decide on Dallas Turner, that would change. But for now, I mean, I'm going to have some work to do as I, when I get off the air. Because this is all happening right now. Um, Ellis was one of college football's most dangerous pass rushers in 2023, making a big impact for the Utes. He racked up 12 sacks, 37 tackles, and a forced fumble on the year. Plus, he produced steady pressure on the quarterback. Ellis is undersized for edge rusher in the NFL thanks to lacking height and length. However, he plays low to dip under blockers while also having some functional strength as well. So that's Jonah Ellis, defensive end Utah, on my board. But you have to say that's a little bit controversial right there, depending on what I do with the number nine overall pick. Feel free to play along. 312-644-6767. See people wanting to get in. So I'll, I'll try to get through this quickly. Um, fourth round. Ready? Two fourth round picks. I'm thinking Matt Lee, center slash guard for Miami. There's obviously... Need a center going into next season. And, hey, guard depth as well. So uh, Lee spent four seasons at Central Florida before transferring to Miami. Quality size, well-rounded blocker, very good in pass pro, solid run blocker for the Knights. That trend continued in 2023 for Miami. Lee didn't receive an invitation to the Senior Bowl, but he could be a nice player uh on the third day of the 2024 draft so i might have him a little bit overrated but matt lee darn it out of uh, miami at least miami for one year um what else here oh their second fourth round pick has it changed it is not we're refreshing my board well at some point in time you know once the eddie jackson news came in that he was released you do have to think about the safety position, and I'm going to go with Evan Williams, safety out of Oregon, solid defender for the Ducks in 2023, recording 82 tackles, four and a half sacks, one forced fumble, one pass breakup, 66 tackles in 2022 after recording 90 tackles with three picks in 2021. So, And then finally, you'll dig this one. In the fifth round, even if they do take Malik Neighbors at number nine overall, another wide receiver, Brendan Rice, USC. With Jordan Addison in the NFL, Rice helped pick up the slack in 2023 and turned in a strong senior year for the Trojans. 791 yards, 12 touchdowns in 2023, and the obvious connection to Caleb Williams. So that's where I stand right now. What say you? 312-644-6767. And help me out with the Bears' second first-round pick. What would you do with that number nine overall pick if you are the Chicago Bears? 312-644-6767. Let's go to Bruce in Deerfield. Hi, Mark. Hi, Bruce. Uh, I was curious. I look for floor in a top 10 pick as much as upside. Did you see Dan Kelly's synopsis of Caleb Williams? I did not. He's a, he's a former uh, NFL scout. He said okay. that Caleb Williams is going to be a complete buff. Oh, man. And, and in my personal my personal draft, my first, my first, I'm trading down to Washington. I'm letting them take... Caleb Williams. I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two, and I'm taking the best edge rusher available at number nine. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Bruce. I, you know, I, I, well, maybe I need to go check out Dan Kelly and see what this uh, alleged former scout has to say about Caleb Williams. That's what I'm talking about, though. Like, you can find it you can find deep dark criticism of Caleb Williams on the field and off the field if you would like I believe it was uh Merrill Hodge too who had some negative things to say about about Caleb Williams there haven't been many they do kind of of stand out but no I mean obviously I disagree I think Caleb Williams is the best quarterback I think that's the guy the Bears should and will draft I mean 
like if somehow Marvin Harrison Jr. ends up on this team, uh, probably is the pound for pound, you know, second best or maybe even best athlete in the entire draft. I mean, he's an absolute freak. So it's hard to sit here and like find uh, have to poke holes in Marvin Harrison Jr. But we all know the value of the quarterback. That's just truth. Let's go to Mike in Elgin. What's going on, man? Hey, Grover, how you guys doing? We're doing all right, man. How are you? Pretty good. Just waiting for baseball now. All football's done. Hey, Grover, I got a good question. I got a question. I don't know why they do this. I don't know if it could be changed or not. I'm just curious. How come they don't have, you know, the free agent starts in March 14th or something like that? How come they don't switch and have the draft first, then the free agent second? I mean, wouldn't they it'd be better to have that way? You know, so why, now, why uh, would that make it better, do you think? Well, the draft people will be better when they draft the people, the uh, players. I mean, yeah, you, I don't, I don't know that, man. For the free, I, yeah, for the yeah, for I, the free agents, no, for the free agents, you know, I mean, that's like not leftovers, but the draft is more important. You know, I mean, the free agent should be like second, and the draft people should be first. Yeah. I got you, know you I mean? man. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. Thanks for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I to me it really doesn't matter. I mean, if you did the, you know, you do the draft first, and then you you see what you need in free agency, and then the other way around, if it was free agency first, which it is, then you get what you want, and then what's left over is in the draft. So I don't really see it being too much of of an advantage. Either way, but I certainly do appreciate the call. 312-644-6767 is the number. It is frightening, too, that, like, how, like, I know, like, the Bears have the resources. You can find wide receivers. The Bears are going to have a full cupboard of wide receivers once training camp starts or whenever the season starts and all of that. But right now, there just are not a lot of options on the like as the roster is set up with you know with assuming that Darnell Mooney will not return to the Bears, and I've have, have had every indication that he is not going to resign with the Bears. But you know, it's DJ Moore. That's it. And then you have Tyler Scott, you have Equinemia St. Brown, you have Valus Jones. So you see what I'm talking about. That that position not just bodies but you know we're we're beyond the bear in this rebuild if you're following if you want to follow a rebuild plan they are to the point of quality over quantity i think when ryan pulse first came in you made the argument that it was a quantity over quality situation let's get bodies in here and we're going to get the the most talented ones out of here um you know roquan smith and all that i understood what what he was doing, but we could have that Roquan Smith conversation anytime too, if you'd like. But the the wide receiver position is just like that. That has to go hand in hand with the season because whomever is playing quarterback for the Bears this season, they better be put in a position to win. This is even if it's Caleb Williams. Like this is not going. Of course, it's a rookie year, which I suppose connotes in itself some sort of development, but. There's going to be, an, let's put it this way, no matter what, there is going to be an expectation to win for the Bears this year. Tony is on the south side. Thanks for waiting, Tony. You're on the score. Hey, man. How you doing, man? Um, good, good, man. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. Yes, yes. And so basically what I want the Chicago fan base to know is to just trust the process. I believe that polls is doing what's best for the Bears, and no matter which way it goes, I mean, you can look at both sides. If we take Caleb, hey, man, we got something um, spectacular. If we keep Justin, we're going to build a team. Even if Justin is not here in two years, man, we're going to have draft capital for the next six years. Yeah. So it's the win-win situation here. No matter uh-huh. what, we're going to be a better team. Bear yeah. down. All right, thanks for the call, man. It's such a great call because it's true. The alternative, whatever your your alternative is in your brain, is far from a dud. I know what I want the Bears to do. I want them to draft Caleb Williams. But if somehow they don't, I'm not going to be pounding my fist on, my fist on the desk in front of me. No, because it be like, okay, 
Because that, that would, again, I'm going to use the word again, connote, that the Bears probably have maybe three first-round picks, then they've set themselves up again for this year and next year. So I, I'd be like, show me. All right, this is interesting. Oh, you're going to keep Justin Fields. Wow, show me. So I, I think either way, it's I don't know if you want to express it as a no lose situation because some for some people they're really dug in, but I I think it's yeah it's a great call it's de- it's definitely going to be exciting either way three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven we need to take a quick break when we come back let's talk about the Chicago Bulls we're at the All Star break so we'll take a deep breath. Talk about the Bulls with Mark Schanowski, see what's been going down with them recently, and more importantly with the Bulls right now, what exactly the future looks like. We'll do that with Schanowski next. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I heard accountability, you know, and that's, and that's what you need as a young leader is accountability. He's, and, and, and we're watching Kobe White grow up before our very eyes, you know, because I don't know, two years ago he probably wouldn't have made that statement, yeah. you know, but now he's doing it. And then, you know, he knows he's probably, okay, I should have taken that shot. You know, and I put Booch in a bad situation. Because Vooch was not, he didn't have it going tonight. And, you know, I, I threw him the basketball and I expected him to make a play when he wasn't making plays all day. Yeah. So it really, he, he took it, it's on me, basically. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. That is the voice of Kendall Gill, NBC Sports Chicago. Gill talking about, glowing about. Kobe White and his maturity. He's been the story of the Chicago Bulls this year, right? I mean, I guess one is Kobe White and 1B, or do you say 1A, 1B, Zach Levine? I don't know. That's that's actually a good question as as we get back in here on the score. I am Mark Grody. Like, what what is the, the story of the Chicago Bulls this year? Is it Kobe White? Is it Zach Levine? Is it Ke- – speaking of Kendall Gill – <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched the uh, the All-Star stuff last night, the slam dunk contest, three-point contest, skills competition. I watched it all. I watched just about every minute of it. There was a moment during the slam dunk contest where Jalen Brown was competing, one of the biggest actual like known names to compete in the slam dunk contest in forever. And... Before he took his dunk, there was a guy that ran out there who looked exactly like Kendall Gill. And the announcers called it out. You know, you had Ernie and Kenny Smith and Reggie Miller. They're all like, it looks like Kendall Gill. They're all like, Google this man. Google Kendall Gill if you don't. I'm like, Google Kendall Gill. It's Kendall freaking Gill. You don't have to Google. And it did look exactly like him. It was hilarious. More on all of that stuff later. 
Let's now bring in to talk more bulls and maybe even more all-star festivities is the one and only Mark Shanowski of ABC7, Windy City Bulls, the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast, which I'm lucky enough to be a part of occasionally with these guys. What's going on, Mark? How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. And, you know, Kendall was not very happy with that comparison. I don't know if you saw on Twitter last night, but he made a strong uh, statement to say, that guy looks nothing like me. <laughs> I thought he did look like him. Did you? Maybe a little bit, but, you know, he was also very skinny. And, yes. and Kendall takes a lot of pride in, in his, you know, his weightlifting and all the work he's done. Uh, he didn't want to be compared to, to a skinny guy that looked okay. like you know, a, guy, a guy from a sitcom in the 70s. You know? Oh, no, that's true. Absolutely. No, the body <laughs> and the size, he was like poor man's poor man's Kendall Gill, like in terms of that. Okay, I, I give him that respect. I see where he's coming from. I don't think people need to Google Kendall Gill, do they? Really? No, but, you know, the thing that was really stupid is the guy ran out in his Wilkins jersey, and I know they were saying it was an homage to Dominique with the dunk because it was one that he had done previously. But, yeah. you know, if you're going to use a prop, use it. The guy just came out, <laughs> gave him a high five, and then just stood on the side. It's like that was a total waste of time, as was a lot of the, the, the festivities last night. Oh, I know. I know. And the, ju- the, the judging in the slam dunk contest was just, just atrocious. Terrible. Just atrocious. Yeah. yeah. And how about, how about that ridiculous skills competition where Anthony Edwards thought so much of it, he was shooting left-handed from the corner. <laughs> yeah. he, he was basically saying, why are you wasting my time bringing me out here? This is a joke. Oh, yeah, he was. And at first I didn't know because uh, I was just like not, I was not watching it as closely as I should have been. I'm like, why does he keep banging off the back of the sideboard? I understand. Like, oh, big. Okay. wait a minute. Oh, he's shooting lefty. Yeah. And when Minyama was his teammate, you could see he was kind of pissed because, you know, this is his first taste of All-Star Weekend. So as a rookie, he's all gung-ho. He wants to win the skills competition. And basically, Anthony Edwards just tanked it for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was taking it seriously. That's that's a great point. I thought I was the only one who watched it. I'm glad to hear that uh, you were in on it last night as well. It's hard. I don't know what it is, man. It's I always want to like take a break from stuff like that, but I'm always like, you know what? It's like an award show. I'm just gonna watch it because you just never know what's gonna happen. I used to love All Star Saturday Night. I mean, it was something that I'd made a point of watching. Now. You almost watch it out of duty because yeah. it really has deteriorated. They do get you know top guys to compete in the three-point shooting contest, and that's always entertaining. But it, it's also repetitive. You know, you know what it's going to be every year, and the only thing you're hoping for is maybe somebody will shoot, will get a score over 30 and set a new record. But it's like last night, you know, you had four guys got 26, and then they had to shoot, have a shootout, and it was it was kind of tedious. I, I thought the Steph and Sabrina, uh, uh, Sabrina thing was good. But, yeah, uh, the, the regular three-point contest fell a little flat. Yeah, uh, Sabrina Ionescu of the the New York Liberty um, against Steph Curry in a three-point yeah, duel. Good. Yeah, yeah, and it felt like it was one of those. No matter what, it was just going to be a good for the game moment. I mean, definitely some. You know, Sabrina Ionescu. Just hearing her. She, you know, is definitely an advocate for for women and for women's basketball. So I think it was that was sort of like, you know, hand in hand and a good moment, I thought, for the NBA. We'll see if they uh, continue to do it. But for the record, it was Steph Curry that uh, did get the win in that particular contest last night. Matt McClung again. Matt McClung getting the the win in the slam dunk contest. You ever see him up close doing any of your Windy City Bulls or Bulls stuff, uh, watching that yeah, kid play? I, I've called a few of his games, I including bet. the last uh, two before the All-Star break. It was the Windy City Bulls against the Osceola Magic, and McClung sat out the first game, and then in the second game, he scored a lot of points, but he didn't dunk at all. I, I was commenting on the broadcast that he's obviously saving his legs for the dunk contest. Uh, he's doing really well in the G League. He's averaging like 25 points a game. He's a, he's a good scorer. He's got good shooting range. It's kind of a mystery to me why he hasn't gotten a longer look in the NBA. I know after he won the dunk contest last year, the 76ers signed into a 10-day contract, but he never got in a game, and basically he disappeared. He's only played in four games. One of those was with the Chicago Bulls during the height of the pandemic when guys were scam- scrambling for players. But it's, you know, it's not like all he can do is dunk. He does have some skills to his game. I'm surprised, you know, you'd think a team that was having trouble selling tickets 
might sign him just as a, a curiosity to bring some more fans in. Yeah, no, I mean it's a, he's like a once a year guy now, and we all relive his story and get the update like I just did from you. And he even he was asked last night, "You got to do it again next year?" And he was like, "I don't know, we'll see." So it's uh, becoming. I don't think he'll do it next year because he he was fortunate to win last night. You know, Jalen Brown was okay. The other two guys didn't do much, so he kind of had a walkover because. As good as he was last year, it was wow because there's this guy <laughs> from the G League which people have never seen before right, exactly. doing different. And now, yeah, it's great, but we've already seen that, you know. So that's the problem with the dunk contest, and that's why you know there've been different periods where they've given it a one or two year hiatus because it gets stale if you don't get the biggest names in the game doing it. I give Jalen Brown a ton of credit yeah. for participating because. The All-Stars don't want to do it because if they don't win, they get ridiculed by their peers. It's like, well, you lost to a bunch of nobodies. Right, exactly. And I don't think that in Jalen Brown's case, there was necessarily the the pressure to win it because he's not necessarily thought of in, in that prolific way. But yeah, it was good right. good to see an actual name out there for sure. We are talking to Mark Shanowski here on The Score. I am Mark Grody. And... Before I brought you on, I was just kind of talking to myself, Shanowski, which is, you know, a good thing to do well, when that's, you're on yeah, the radio. Well, that's pretty much normal. I, yeah, we know that. <laughs> You've seen me in press <laughs> Anybody boxes. who's checked out the, the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast with your great contributions knows that sometimes you lapse in and out of clarity. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. So I don't have to explain it to you. And quite frankly, the people, the the listeners know, I think I've been around long enough. You know, it's, it's quantity <laughs> over quality. People absolutely understand what's going on. But I was talking about, like, what is, what's the biggest story of the Chicago Bulls this year? Yeah, I heard what you were saying. I, I think that it is uh, Zach Levine. First of all, getting off okay. to a slow start, then demanding a trade, and then ultimately choosing foot surgery. And, you know, it's funny. I was clearing out some emails uh, the other day, and I, I cleared out the, the uh, one from the Bulls on the Zach Levine injury. And the, the wording on that is so interesting because they talk about the fact that he sought, after seeking various medical opinions, uh, Zach Levine and Clutch Sports have decided to pursue this foot surgery. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know, the, the Chicago Bulls doctors uh, in cons- consultation with Zach have decided that this is the best option. They made it very clear in the press release that this was something that Zach and Rich Paul decided was best for his career, not necessarily best for the Chicago Bulls, which is going to lead us to, a, you know, another very uncomfortable summer where he's going to continue to want press for a trade he has trade value be, be next to nothing coming off his foot surgery. So the Bulls are going to want him to come back next season to try to reestablish his trade value to some extent. And to this point, you know, given the public trade demand and the fact that he's had another surgery and that contract, it's going to be difficult to move him. I know any contract in the NBA is tradable, but the Bulls will never get a proper return for Zach. They, they held on to him too long and it turned out to backfire on him. So I think, you know, a two-time All-Star on a max deal, you know, with everything that's happened this year, I would say that that is definitely the, the biggest story for the Bulls this year. God, so looking at it realistically, people should not be surprised if he is on the Bulls roster next year at, to, to begin the year, right? I mean, and then we'll probably be talking about him again at the trade deadline next year? Unless unless AK is willing to take you know trade him for pennies on the dollar. You know, you yeah. could conceivably trade him for... Uh, expiring contracts and, and maybe one first round pick. That's probably the best deal you could make right now. Whereas if they would have moved him last summer, they could have gotten a, a really good package with multiple first rounders. It's uh, you know it's a shame, but it's that way in, in any professional sport. Sometimes you know you, you hold on to a guy thinking that you know well if we ever decide to trade him, we can get incredible value back, and then he gets hurt or his performance declines, and then then you're stuck. So that's. Just one of those situations where I was in favor of signing Zach to that max deal when they did it. So I'm not going to go, you know, say two years later that it was a mistake because in 2020 hindsight, we can always be right. Uh, but at this point for the Bulls, it's going to be difficult to recoup the value. And I think right now, because of the fact that he and, and Billy Donovan are not a perfect match, I don't know that how much longer they want to go on with that marriage. It's a tough situation for the front office, one of many that they have facing them this summer with. DeMar DeRozan headed to unrestricted free agency. 
Patrick Williams will be a restricted free agent. It's hard to get a gauge on him because of his, you know, inconsistency. And, and now he's got another injury. It's a very bad situation. And that's why I know a lot of Bulls fans were upset that no moves were made at the trade deadline. Yeah. They're kind of, you know, running in place right now in that uh, 9-10 spot. And there doesn't seem to be any real uh, way to advance up the Eastern Conference ladder with the current roster. I wasn't necessarily going to drill down this much on the, the Zach Levine story with you, but I am intrigued when you supported the deal for Zach Levine, why did you support it? And really more importantly, what in your eyes, like through Mark Shanowski's eyes, what has gone wrong to the point where we're all saying, yeah, it's probably not going to work out with the Bulls. Well, as I mentioned, Zach, a two-time All-Star. Remember, he played for the Olympic team that won a gold medal in the last summer games. That's how highly he was thought of around the league. And he accepted a role under Greg Popovich where he came off the bench and was kind of a defensive specialist where he would pressure the ball for short segments, and he fit into that team concept so well. Here's a guy that was scoring average was going up every year to the point where I think he averaged 27 points a game right before he signed the max deal. And he was only 26 years old at the time, or 27, when he signed the max deal. His arrow was pointing up, and the Bulls' arrow was pointing up. So you figured that this was a guy that you wanted to keep as a foundation piece that you could build around who was just entering his prime. Unfortunately, you know, Zach has had problems with his knees, and now he's got this foot issue. He came into the league as a high riser. He's a two-time slam dunk champion, and I think that he had rounded his offensive game to the point where he was an elite on the ball score, an isolation score. Mm-hmm. He did have flaws in his game. Sometimes, you know, he, he would fall asleep on defense and would take his shot selection at times was questionable. But you could say that about almost any top scorer in the NBA. I thought Zach was, was an emerging player who was going to continue to get better. And what happened is there's been a disconnect between Zach and Billy going back to Billy pulling them out of a game against the Timberwolves a couple of seasons ago. And that led to, uh, Zach going to his agent and saying, maybe I'm better trying to go somewhere else to win because I'm not going to win here. So it was just a, you know, kind of a case study on how things fall apart in the NBA. We yeah. see that story so many times with star players. And unfortunately it's happened with Zach and the bulls. The good story with the, the bulls. And I don't know if you would make this your number two story with the bulls this year is the guy that we heard coming in being spoken about by Kendall Gill and that was that's Kobe White. What have you thought about this revelation? It's been amazing. You know, when he came into the league, a 19-year-old out of North Carolina, only played one year of college basketball, he had so much to learn. He was wide-eyed and, you know, had a great personality, but he was his handles weren't that good. He would turn the ball over in traffic a lot. He couldn't finish at the rim because he didn't have the upper body strength, and you're wondering, well, what did they really get with this seventh pick? And it got to the point where, there was a lot of speculation he'd be traded because he really wasn't an ideal point guard. He's more of a scoring guard. And he's worked so hard with uh, in the summers with uh, his private coach to improve his ball handling, to improve his finishing at the rim. His judgment in terms of making passes both in transition and the half-court offense is so much better. It's been a fantastic story. I know the Bulls get a lot of criticism for not developing their young guys. Well, this is one guy who they have developed both through their coaching staff and through his own independent work in the summers. Uh, I don't know if you saw the comments from Kevin Durant during All-Star Weekend, but he was asked about who he thought the most improved player would be, and he said it's got to be Kobe White. He Mm -hmm. said, I really love his game, and he ended his quote by saying he's going to be one of the best players in our league, and that's a pretty good endorsement from a guy like Kevin Durant. One of the best players in the league. Do you buy that? Well, it's a little bit hyperbole, but I still think Kobe is – he just turned 24 on Friday, so happy birthday, Kobe White. Yeah, uh, so he's got young. all he's got all his basketball. This is his fifth season. But he amazing. just turned 24, That's and he amazing. signed a very, very team-friendly three-year contract, which of course has two more years remaining. It's going to be one of those situations where now they're going to have to break the bank probably to keep him on the roster. So many tough decisions, like so many NBA teams face with the new collective bargaining agreement. It's tough to keep three max players on the roster. The Bulls have one. I don't know what they're going to do in regard to DeMar DeRozan. Certainly he wouldn't be a max player, but it wouldn't shock me at all if they sign into something like three years, $75 million, which would be a lot for a guy who's going to turn 35 before next season. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. I agree with that. I do like having DeMar DeRozan around him, and you obviously have to continue to surround him with help and all that. I know he doesn't shoot the three that well, but something about his his game does age well to me. How, Mark, is uh, has Billy been in all this? Billy Donovan, the head coach, is he, is he good for this ride? Because they're just kind of going to be clunking along, it feels like. I know this is not what he had envisioned when he came and you know signed up with the Bulls. W- what do you think about him and his future? Well, I'd love to get Billy in a private room and see how he really feels because huh. he's the master of coach speak in all his Seriously. media sessions. He, he never says the right, he never says the wrong thing. He never calls his players out. He's always positive and trying to uplift guys. Very rarely will he even come close to criticizing an individual player. I think he's done a good job of trying to steady the ship. This has been a disappointing season for everyone. They came in, tweaked the roster with a couple of veterans that looked like they were going to fit well in Torrey Craig and Javon Carter. But Craig got hurt. He's missed half the season, and Javon Carter's basically fallen out of the rotation. So they came back with pretty much the same team. Then they lose Zach Levine. It's just been that same story. This is a team that's really been uh, cursed with injuries ever since uh, the Derrick Rose injury back in uh, 2012. So it's been a long, long run of injuries and some moves by the front office that didn't pan out. You know, the Lowry Markinen trade mm-hmm. uh, turned out to be a disaster. Uh, it's just. <laughs> One of those situations where you can go back and look at at moves in hindsight and say, well, why did you do that? But people were calling for Markin to be traded when he was here. Remember his first two years, actually his second and third year, he was hurt a lot, and people thought he was a bust. It's it's a tough deal in the NBA. You don't have much time to evaluate these guys before they're going to want huge contracts. And if you make a mistake, it's going to come back and bite you like it's done with Markin and the Bulls. Yeah, it's a great example of how difficult their job is, and we don't tend to give them a lot of room for error, that is for sure. Um, Shanowski, what's going on on the uh, the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast? Mark Shanowski, co-host of the Stacy King, Mark Shanowski, Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. And I am very lucky to be their Bears correspondent during the Bears season. So what's cooking, man? Hey, we loved having you on, Mark. Your insight was fantastic, and we always had a lot of fun visiting with you. So we appreciate you coming on, and we look forward to doing it again next season. And we'll certainly Thank have you. you on around around draft time. Uh, what's going on? You know, with the Bulls kind of struggling a little bit, we've been trying to go in different routes to ease the tension. We've had a couple of great uh, comedians on in recent weeks. We had uh, Aries Spears on, who's a great impersonator, uh, was on Mad TV, done a lot of oh, awesome. different TV venues. And then... Uh, the week before last, we had Frank Caliendo on, which was such a <laughs> blast because I know all of us of a certain age uh, kind of were fascinated by his impersonations of John Madden and Charles Barkley. You know, <laughs> yes. he was one of the first guys to, to really go with the, the sports themed impersonations, and he just he just wowed us. So if folks haven't had a chance to check it out, you can either go to YouTube and watch it visually or any of the podcast carriers. Uh, a very funny episodes with uh, Aries Spears and Frank Caliendo just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, like you said, Caliendo, 100% funny every time. Yeah. He's never not funny. So yeah, he, he had some ones that uh, you know I, I was surprised that he did. You know, you always type typecast guys as well. He does these three impersonations, but right, I mean, he right. he can do a, a wide range of stuff and uh, right. still current. You know, he mentioned during the interview he's just turned 50. Uh, and it seems like he's been around forever, um, but yeah. still very enthusiastic about the uh, the comedy game. And of course, he was a regular on the Fox pregame show for a number of years. Yeah, I remember. Now, now they've got like they've got ten ten ex players sitting there, so there's no more room. <laughs> it's pretty. They have, to, they have to customize those sets because they've got so many ex NFL guys. They're just like falling over with with athletes. Oh man, that's so true. You're so right about that. They these studios are just oh, they're, they're, well, wait a minute. Now we're going to throw to a different set with five more people who are going to tell us about I, the game. I would hate to be the host for that because you're, you're in your mind you're like, all right, who hasn't talked yet? Wait, I've talked to these three, and I got four over here. I mean, it's it's just, <laughs> it's just mad. I know. Oh, man, I can't imagine the traffic in the ears of the respective anchors and reporters and producers. But that's your game, Mark Shanowski of ABC7, Windy City (laughs) Bulls, and the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. Mark, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for making some time on a Sunday morning. 
It was a lot of fun, Groats. Always enjoy it uh, and look forward to doing it again soon. Yep. Thank you so much. That is uh, Mark Shanowski, who, as we were just talking about, he he does it all. That is for sure. Um, coming up, let's get back into the Bears talk here. And at the top of the hour, we're going to talk to Josh Schrock. Right around the corner, though, I alluded to it, some of it, with Mark Shanowski in terms of the festivities from last night. I will give you it through my eyes last night. What I watched sitting on my couch, watching everything, all of it, the skills competition, the slam dunk, the three-point, the the Steph versus Sabrina. I will give you my bullet points from last night coming up next. It's my review. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Next Sunday is the Chris Chelios jersey retirement game. You can tune in to Molly and Haw Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week for your chance to win a pair of tickets to that game to see the Blackhawks versus the Red Wings next Sunday at United Center. Courtesy of Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. I've been reminded today that this is an anniversary today, and it was 26 years ago today the great Harry Carey died. Yep, uh, the former Cubs broadcaster, and uh, you know, obviously with the White Sox for a while, with the Cardinals, he was with the White Sox, and now he's in heaven enjoying himself a nice Budweiser. Yes, he is. Nico Harner, don't get me started. Dansby Swanson, where the hell is Cody Bellinger? When is this guy going to get onto this? T- Pete Crow Armstrong. What kind of a name is that? P.C. Mike Talkman. Mike Talkman. Hey, let's have some fun. All right. That's right. Jan. Say, uh. <laughs> That's probably about what it would be. As a Yancy Almonte. Almonte. Hector Na- Naris. Naris. Spelled backwards as Brendan Davis. What the hell ever happened to Brendan Davis anyway? You know, actually, talking to Bruce the other day, that name, maybe I've just been too buried in the Bears to have thought about Brendan Davis of the Cubs recently, the former 2018 Futures MVP, that it's not, the the odds are probably pretty low, but and you got to go a little ways to get there. But Brennan Davis is in play to be the Cubs center fielder this year. They're a long way from that, but 
he exists and he is still thought of highly in the organization as Brennan Davis. Cody Ballinger isn't here. Is PCA ready? That is by no means positive. And then you have Mike Tuckman as well, who I like watching Mike Tuckman play baseball, but you don't necessarily think about him as the future center fielder for the Chicago Cubs or anything that is long-term right there. So that's that. Harry Carey and the Cubs. Last night, I did watch it. I watched it all. I'm a sucker for the the all-star stuff. There's no doubt about it. I mean, part of it was that I knew I was going to be doing the show today. I knew that we weren't going to make it like a huge focus of the program. And I felt that if I hadn't watched it, I probably could have gotten away with not watching it. So, long way to say, I kind of chose to watch it last night because it's you just you never know what's going to happen in these nights. And... It's it's just fun. you know what it is it's just fun and you shouldn't have like high expectations or anything you should prepare for it to be a little cheesy you should prepare for it to be you know celebrities all over the place and it, it's a show it's so you just have to put yourself in that mindset I compare it to watching awards shows which I love watching as well so I think they're sort of in the same category phylum that kind of thing um, but <laughs> what stood out last night. And not necessarily in any particular order. But, of course, Matt McClung stands out again because he won the slam dunk competition for the second year in a row. The judges just couldn't get it straight last night. Like, it was it was bad. It was the judges were Gary Payton, uh, Dominique Wilkins, Mitch Richmond, the great Sacramento King, Fred Jones, and was it Darnell Hillman? I think he <laughs> Hillman! Hillman spelled backwards as Wagner. I see you, Wagner. Like, this guy, like one of his, I think it was Matt McClung's first dunk, and old Hillman gave him, like, just a horrible number. A horrible, like a 46 on a 50 scale. And it was maybe still the best dunk of the night. And Kenny Smith and Ernie and Reggie Miller, they were going after the judges. They weren't holding back. They weren't like being like, since it's Dominique and Peyton, it it was, uh, Kenny Smith was especially hilarious because they were talking about them being legends. And he said, these judges are going to be legends of something else after tonight. Bad judging. (laughs) Oh, so I did enjoy that. Because it was so bad. But, you know, it is what it is. It's entertainment, and it was pretty funny. So there was that. There was the Kendall Gill moment. Jalen Brown was out there, part of the slam dunk competition, the Boston Celtic. And at one point in time, a young player in a number 21, actually, I didn't even know if he was a player. I don't know who he was, came out in an Atlanta Hawks, Dominique Wilkins, 21 jersey. But... It was, was it Kenny Smith? I think it was Kenny Smith or Reggie Miller who was saying that he, the the player that came out looked exactly like Kendall Gill. He did in the face. He did. So Kendall Gill getting a shout out, which was great. And you're you're right, Kendall. Body wise, wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Um, so that was a fun moment. And then they had this year. They had it's Steph Curry and. Sabrina Ionescu of the New York Liberty going at it in their one little one-round three-point battle between those two, and it was cool. It worked out well. I think, yes, I'm like everybody else. Of course, that kind of stuff is is great for the game in terms of you know putting rising up women a little bit more as it pertains to to basketball and the league and all of that. So it was pretty cool to watch. She was impressive. Um, Steph did win that 29-26. It was called the Steph versus Sabrina. And then the thing, I think the thing that overridingly stood out to me during the night was in the skills competition. The skills competition was fine. It was um, interesting. But what stood out to me still, I still can't get past the awkwardness of how large of a man Victor Wembenyama is in doing the things that he does. I mean, it's like he's on stilts, and I know we've seen some really tall guys 
in the NBA in the past, and Yao Ming and Sean Bradley. And, of course, those guys stood out too. But I still, like, when I watch games with Yambinyama, and I, I haven't watched a ton of them because of, you know, West Coast games, probably this might have been only my third or fourth time really watching him play this year, but it's really just astounding the skills that he has, the form and shooting that he has, and just how he stands out every single second. He is sta- like, I can't stop watching. Like you just, you eventually, you hope to get immune to it a little bit and take your eyes off of the man. But I am just glued to him. So it's uh, that that guy might have grabbed my attention still with all that went on last night. Um, it, that may have grabbed my attention absolutely the most. And uh, Dollar Dame did, by the way, win win last night the the three point shooting contest as well. All right, we have to take a break because my my Bears meter is going off right now. It is telling me it's time to get back to the Bears. Time to get back to the Bears. We will do that next with Josh Schrock of NBC Sports Chicago. I'm Mark Grody on the score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.